Welcome to Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast, a podcast where we celebrate the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. And remember, culture, it is so much more than stuffy paintings in a stuffy art gallery. It is so much more than a posh orchestra playing to posh people in posh ball gowns and suits. The culture we're talking about is the culture of every day, the culture of our city, our area that surrounds the city. It is the people, it is the buildings on our streets, it is the canals we enjoy, it is the heritage that is actually part of our everyday life, our present and our future. So grab a brew, peel your ears back and enjoy. I've been talking to someone really interesting, someone who is clearly passionate about what they do and now making it their career. 45-year-old Scott Evans is a music producer. He spent most of his career in the corporate world. He's worked at HMV and most recently at Game, their head office in Basingstoke. But... Life is now changing for him, as he told me over a cup of tea the other day. From a very early age, I've always been into music and I've always been into bands. Um, I started my first band when I was was around 13. I remember coming up to Hanley and choosing the instruments in the window. There was no, oh, I'm going to play this or I'm going to do this. It was just like tell you what why don't you have that one and I'll have that one and that's it and I ended up with the bass guitar and yeah and it, that was um, a love of music which started back then and has gone through so faced with a decision back last year about what I wanted to do I really felt that I wanted to do something that I was really passionate about and I had started looking into recording and doing home recording I'd already set up a studio at home for bands and projects that I was part of and yeah that sort of grew into making that a more of a commercial uh, proposition and yeah so that's what I've been doing now for the last 12 months which is uh, recording local artists and singers helping people uh, write music Um, yeah it's been a really exciting journey what is it then about about music about the production side of music that you love so much I really like um, exploring what can possibly happen. There's something I use all the time, which is a happy accident. Yeah, where something, we'll be recording someone, I'll be helping write a piece of music and something will happen, which shouldn't happen. It could be my fault, I could have dropped a loop in the wrong place and you go, oh gosh, what's that? That sounds ace. Um, and I love that creativity for it. And I don't, I think there's very few things in life as well that are as therapeutic as music. Um, when I'm helping with someone with music or writing my own music or recording someone, mixing somebody, uh, there's nothing else going on apart from that in my mind. And uh, I find that uh, brilliant. Um, it was really good and uh, yeah I just think the uh, the genius of creation is fantastic so I love it yeah and you've built your own studio you said yes. tell me about that what's that like <laughs> okay so I've got uh, I've got a studio at home we actually bought the house so I could build the studio <laughs> so we bought one that had got an overly large garage and I uh, over 
a year or so I converted it um, by first off putting in a, what's the control room which is where I work out and eventually I introduced a, uh, a vocal room and then completely soundproofed it so it could have drums in there so for all intents and purposes when people rock up at my house and they go oh no what, what, what have I signed up here for I thought I was coming to the recording studio and then the moment they walk through the kitchen then into the garage area they go oh wow it is just give you that um, wow factor um, but I am just about to move to um, a more commercial premises up to a place in uh, uh, Draycott in the Moors called uh, Hilltop Farm which is an absolutely stunning location um, it's already home to Axis Rehearsal Studios and yeah um, about four months ago I had a conversation with Richard up there who owns Axis Music and just said what wouldn't it be good if there was a recording studio here because that's where my band Reyes is up there and he agreed and yeah so I've been working several months now on building that from scratch and so it's been an absolute labor of love uh, but it's been such a nice job to do in such a great location and you know when it's complete it will have been something that I've built so yeah it gives it it's even more special we both could probably talk a bit techie and talk microphones and stuff all day actually but without going into that too deeply because apparently there are people who don't like to talk about microphones i don't Strange understand i don't Strange. understand um but how does it feel knowing that that is all your own work oh it's fantastic um it's the how can I explain it? At the end of the day, that's something that I've completely done. So, and so as well as being um, able to say, if it, if it goes wrong, that's purely down to me. There's, there's no one else I can turn around and blame. But, you know, I was putting up some plasterboard the other day and I had a real sense of, uh, wow, this is ace. That, that, the fact that I, in my lifetime, I got the opportunity to do it. Yeah, so whatever happens over the next few years... Um, what will be will be but the fact that I've actually tried to do it I've done it and you know I'm very excited about it <laughs> you mentioned you're in a band you're in, you're in a number of bands aren't you tell me about your, your bands then please okay yeah yeah so I'm in various bands and various different genres um, I find it very hard not to be in a band for a particular genre so I always think there's something missing so I've uh, I've had a long, uh, lifelong love of prog rock so I'm in a prog rock band called Encircled uh, who are now a third album and and we're playing some festivals this year so I absolutely love that and that, that is playing bass guitar which was my first ever instrument um, so yeah so again that's it feel, always feels like a bit of a labour love I really enjoy doing that um, I've just started something that I'm very passionate about, which is a synth duo called Behind the Moon, uh, with a very, very talented local singer called Hannah Sophie Walton. And yeah, that's been fantastic. We've written an album extremely quickly because I think it's flowing so quickly. Uh, she's a great lyric writer, so um, it's something that's really good. And we've got four festivals yeah, lined up this year already. And we're, you know, we're looking for other gigs and it should be a really good project and that's very much more in a, a Depeche Mode, Massive Attack um, and 80s synth um, sort of pop so Yazoo, Alison Moyer that kind of thing um, it's, it's lovely um, I do um, some experimental electronic <laughs> uh, with a guy a genius actually called uh, Jonathan Watkiss and um, yeah that's um, it's probably a little bit more eclectic and to certain people's taste, but you know he is, as I say, a genius. He makes his own instruments, 
and he creates sounds and noise and I love it when he sends me a file and I just have to manipulate it into beats, rhythms, songs. I send it back to him and uh, with a song title. I come up with a song title and then he comes back with a whole set of uh, lyrics and he's put a vocal over it. He does uh, beat poetry over it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's quirky, it's strange, it's different, but it's beautiful as well. I love it. Yeah, so that's, got a, that's a, um, a band called Sideblinder different bands how do you get yourself into the right frame of mind or the right kind of mood for each band then because prog rock to synth 80s synth to beat poetry over weird noises they're well prog rock you can get to it pretty much any of those actually but then they are quite different aren't they yeah um my daughter always laughs because she will hear me playing um my ipod in the kitchen and she'll just go you you go from one genre to the other with no forethought whatsoever. And I just love music. I could be listening to reggae. I absolutely love country music as well. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I can just go from any genre of music. I, I, I don't mind. But when I'm actually getting ready for writing sessions, I tend to uh, get a Spotify playlist of that particular genre. Yeah. So I'll be listening to synth music before I go into a synth writing mode just to get inspiration. Yeah. Um, uh, but sometimes I've done the opposite of that. I, when I wanted to write, uh, you know, if I'm looking to have a writing session for prog rock, I might listen to electronic music or country music to give me a different perspective so that you can try and go and do something differently. So, yeah, I just take all elements of good songwriting. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? I think that's what was one of the great things about music is that there are, you can either have boundaries or you don't have boundaries. You don't, there aren't always rules, are there? No, definitely not. Yeah, and I think if you can live outside those rules, it's great. You know, it's very hard not to just want to emulate people that you uh, admire and love that, and, and go and do something original. Um, and sometimes I found that when, you know, I might, might have listened to a particular album by uh, an artist I admire, Steve Wilson, for example, of Prog Rock, and, um, and go, oh, I'd love to write an album, something similar to that. And then I might sit down at the piano and try that, but something completely different will come out. You know, there are songs that I've sat down purposely to write that I thought were going to be from a prog rock project and turned out to be from a synth one. Yeah. So how many instruments do you play? You've mentioned the bass guitar and piano so far and all the weird stuff that goes on with your other project. Um, I try a little bit of everything. So I play a bit of guitar, not well. Uh, luckily, I work with some good guitarists. Um, but I have started putting guitar down on, on tracks myself and I played some guitar for a, uh, um, a country trio called Debbie Damsels who I recorded, they were excellent. Um, uh, the only thing I can't really do is drums. I can very good at drum programming, but I can't do drums, but my daughter plays drums. So uh, get the kind of uh, feel for music runs in the family, so she plays drums. But it's about the only thing that I shy away from. Oh, and I can't sing. Yeah, I, I just can't. Again, I'm blessed with good vocalists who work with me. My six-year-old niece has started playing drums, which is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. And uh, I live far away from her, so that's so I send down bits and bobs to help her learn how to play the drums because I'm a very good auntie. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 um, it seems to be a, a new thing actually. You're saying about your niece, but I noticed there's a lot of female drummers starting to appear. It's uh, uh, it seems to be a real instrument of choice at the moment for. Uh, females, which I think is fantastic. Um, 
and you know my daughter goes to drum lessons at Riven Foundry and they put on a show um, it was last year and yeah the amount of female drummers there was was amazing and they were fantastic yeah and, uh, and drums in particular is a very male-dominated kind of field, isn't it? And, and music itself can be quite male-dominated, can't it? Yeah, it can, yeah. Um, I, I think they're trying to change that. And if you look hard enough, it probably actually is balanced. But on, on, the, um, on the surface of it, I suppose bands that have broke over the last several decades tend to be male oriented it started with, you know, if you go back as far as the Beatles and then Jimi Hendrix and, and then... Um, particularly the 80s were very male dominant um, and then you had the Oasis radio where blur so it all feels very very male orientated but you know females um, have contributed I mean ridiculously good stuff to to music uh, we were talking earlier about 80s and you know uh, Alison Moyer in particular is just absolutely wonderful I got to see her a couple of weeks ago she's just amazing um, and there is now a lot of um, grants available to support female artists with their work from the PRS so I think it's something that people are very conscious about um, but I think that's just a general movement it was the same in the gaming industry I worked in you know there was a feeling that it was a very male orientated field of work and therefore they, they actively encouraged more females to come through into the gaming industry. Electronics in all the types sort of forms seem to influence your life at the moment. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, um, and it it's kind of always been there. I always love working with gadgets and and stuff. And now I, I, anything I can do, um, getting a new piece of equipment into the studio uh, and messing about with it and seeing what noise it makes. Um, and yeah. Um, I, getting different sounds and synthesizers to work with because you're always after a new sound you, you know you don't ever want to really replicate a sound that somebody's already done so even if you come with a keyboard that's got preset sounds you try to change that preset sound because you think well someone's already made that sound yeah you know that, that, that's not easy but yeah I love it all the bleeps and beeps <laughs> do you know what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna title this uh, podcast all the bleeps and beeps <laughs> I love it so I mean what is there out there at the moment for, for young musicians who are wanting to sort of just start creating music, start their bands? I was in a band as a teenager. I think it's a rite of passage as part of your teenage life to be in a band. What, what would be your advice to, to those teenagers or, those, you know, or people in their 20s who are just trying to you know, get that first go? Well, I would just absolutely say just do it. Just buy whatever instrument you think you want to play uh, and just go for it and you know if you feel that you want to be a singer but you can't sing just go for it anyway and you can either take a, um, a view of going getting recording uh, sorry lessons at some place like found you or something like that you, you know plenty of vocal teachers or guitar teachers but you know getting in a band getting into a garage or at some sort of recording space or whatever and just going for it is how it happens you know you're not going to be brilliant straight away but you know um that and that's exactly the same advice that dave Gold gave he said that's how nirvana started they just got in a garage and just bashed the hell out of it and eventually got really good um and massively famous and you know there is we live in a city as well that's absolutely very supportive of music it's always been um 
culturally brilliant for music Stoke on Trent has. Um, so there's plenty of stuff out there. There's loads of stuff like open mics. If you just want to go out, um, I'm part of an electronic open mic, um, which is for um, well, electronic artists. And you know, people come from all walks of life completely doing different types of electronic music um, whether they've actually made the, the thing themselves that they're going to play um, whether they've been recording stuff on the laptop and they're just going to open up the laptop and play what they've recorded and made ready for DJs uh, people with keyboards what, whatever it is and you, you know uh, they, they do poetry over it and it's fantastic it's such a good night um, I'm going to plug it now so that's, that is the Soundwave Circus uh, which used to be at Pilkins Pit and Stoke it's just found a new home in the rigger at the moment uh, first Thursday of every month and yeah we, we always encourage people to come down and people shouldn't be shy it's, it's such a brilliant community as often most open mic nights are and there's, there's plenty of them you mentioned at the beginning that 13-year-old you would go up Hanley, look at instruments. 45-year-old you, what would you like to turn around and say to 13-year-old you? Um, oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I, probably, I, I probably would have encouraged myself to diversify a lot earlier. Yeah, you know, part of my youth was very dominated by prog. I'm playing bass guitar, and I wish I'd got into keyboards and piano earlier. But, you know, you can always wish your life away. I do now, so, you know, I probably went back and, and, and did that. But, yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I don't I regret anything I've done. Thank you to Scott for chatting to me, and thank you to everyone at Cultural Scotters in Newcastle for letting us sit in there and have our cup of tea. As you can hear, it was quite busy in there that day. As always, we'll be back next week with another episode of Cultural Quarter of an Hour. And please do get in touch with me in all the usual ways. Social media, we've got Twitter at CQHpod. Facebook is Cultural Quarter of an Hour Podcast. And you can also get in touch with me via the website as well, www.cqhpod.co.uk.